You are now entering Armbar Audio. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Armbar Audio. I'm your host, Tim Farley. I got it right this time, John. Hey, let's do it. I'm John Kurtz. How are you all? He's today? my trusty companion, by the way. Yeah. If you've never heard the show. Didn't, didn't get that part right. Um, well, because you interrupted <laughs> me. Anyway, uh, we told you the interviews are going to keep coming, and today is no different. No different. She has conquered Japan. She has blown up on the U.S. independence. Her name is Masha Slamovich. Let's start with the Masha. All right. Yes, today we have one of the one and only Masha Slamovich, who has been taking the U.S. Indies by storm after her tour of Marvelous in Japan. Uh, Masha, how you doing today? I'm doing rather well, thank you. <laughs> Good. Um, so, I was looking into your history and your first name was Skin Ripper. That's it's pretty fucking badass. Thank you. That 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 happened. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever actually rip skin off of people? Were you like a deathmatch person? Was I a deathmatch person? Uh, I have done hardcore matches. I haven't done like light tubes yet, but I'm right. sure that is up in my future. <laughs> so ask me again in a couple of months. Right. Yeah. It's. It's a hot thing right now, I guess. Um, so you uh, started in Japan, and then you were trained. You were trained by the amazing Red in New York. Uh, how was that experience? How was how was being trained by him? So I was originally trained by Johnny Rods in New right, York right. two years before I went to Japan, and then. A lot of things, a lot of things happened, career things. And then I ended up uh, after my tour of Canada with Amazing Red for like nine, ten months. And it was really great training at House of Glory. Um, yeah, it was it was excellent, especially the conditioning that we did leading up to my second tour of Japan. Right. So your second tour of Japan really put you on the map. Um, you trained under... Uh, Shigusu Nagayo, correct? Yes. Yeah. How was how was that? That was uh really really awesome. You know, I became such a better wrestler, and she completely like, you know, I, all everything in Japan just happens in these weird ways, but it, it all happens for the good. And obviously, training with Shigusa and Takumi. Definitely helps my wrestling skills. Yeah, that was kind of like one of your dreams, right? Because uh, I read that Takumi was one of like the people you most definitely wanted to face off with, and you got the chance to do so. Yes, uh, I did get to actually wrestle Takumi and Chigusa in a tag match uh, with myself and my partner, Meiho Shizuki. And yeah, probably one of like the top matches of my career. Super, super fun. That's really awesome. great. 
are you keeping an eye on the uh, five-star Grand Prix to see how she does? I haven't been keeping up with much lately, but I definitely got to check out what's going on with that. Yeah, well, she hasn't had her matches yet, so you haven't missed anything from her. Um, so when you left Japan, it was like right before the pandemic or during the pandemic, right? So I got to Japan in January of 2020 and I was there through the whole pandemic or whatever. And I came back to the United States right at the end of January, 2021 in time for fight forever. Ah, nice. yes. We sponsored Fight Forever. Mm -hmm. So that, that was a great, great thing. Like, I I loved, as soon as I saw what it was about, where the donations and sponsorships were going, me and John <coughs> just felt compelled. Jump, jumped on the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, but we felt <clears throat> compelled because, you know, everyone's hurt, everyone was hurting, and a lot of people don't think of wrestlers hurting uh, because, you know, entertainment. Right. Um, so when you left Japan, was it, was it very, was it hard for you? What, what made, what made you decide to leave there? Because from my understanding, you were received very well, almost as if you were, one of their own uh yeah uh it was not my choice to leave uh probably would have never done so if i wasn't forced to do so um basically there was like a mishap with paperwork because of pandemic stuff uh in the end there was nothing wrong to begin with it was a misunderstanding but it was basically too late to fix it so i got like sent home deported basically um yeah we thought that if i came home earlier than my visa ran out i would be able to renew and get back into the country which was obviously not the case because i'm still here um but yeah i was really really well received by marvelous and chigusa saw you know potential in me and my work and they definitely treated me as their own and they went above and beyond for me from day one till the last day there that's awesome so from what you just said, <coughs> do you think it was a blessing in disguise? Because you are you are blowing up in the United States right now. Are do you when the opportunity comes, would you jump right back to Japan or will you pursue stateside further? Um to say if it was a blessing in disguise, I would probably say yes. You know, um, the universe has a funny way of working, in my opinion. And sometimes things happen that at a moment may seem unsavory. But later down the line, you know, the purpose of it occurring is made clear. Sure, I wasn't happy to find out that I was leaving. I didn't want to. But, you know, I also remember in the beginning of the pandemic, just like screaming into the universe, being like, I'll go where the wrestling goes. I don't give a shit. I just, I'm going to do what I have to do. And this pandemic isn't going to stop me. And, right. you know, I guess it led me back here because uh, things are still rough in Japan right now. And I'm able to be working more and doing more here. 
it was against my will to come here, but I guess it was for my best interest. Um, do I or will I return to Japan? Yes, absolutely. I don't know what the future holds. You know, I didn't. If you asked me in January about everything that has occurred since I came back to now and right. you told me all that, I'd tell you you're fucking nuts. Right. right. So I have no idea what's going to happen in the next six months. Yeah. Yeah. That's makes sense. Um, so since you've been back, um, what, how do you feel like, what are the differences between what you're doing right now and what you were doing in marvelous, like, like a compare and contrast type deal? Well, it's just like a hundred percent different. Um, you know, the, with Marvelous, we would just work one style specifically. And I would mix, I would be the weirdo mixing in weird, uh, different styles into the mix. And versus here in the United States, I am working my Japanese style for the most part. And I'm like adjusting it to other people's styles because obviously it's very rare to come by somebody who knows, um, what style exactly I'm wrestling. So it's just, you know, different styles and different opponents. When I was at Marvelous, um, even just going to like Sendai Girls and uh, Ice Ribbon, they were slightly different stylistically, mostly the same. But here, you know, different people, different places, different trainers, everyone's completely different and you just have to adapt to everybody in every match. That's true. Um, so recently, um, you wrestled Deanna Perrazzo, and you wrestled the returning to the independents, Anthony Green. And that match, the match with Anthony Green was the best match on Party All the Time. Uh, you guys had amazing chemistry together. Yeah. Um, the Deanna match was also very good. It was, I believe it was beyond, not WWR. Yeah. I get the mix because there's almost the same thing once all female but um so like how was it working with both of them and i bring up those two specifically because number one anthony is returning and he's a male and diona is you know she's the reina de reina's champion and the impact knockouts champion and she's being you know we're, our perception of her is that she's on top of the game, along with a couple other people. So, how did you feel about those matches? Yeah. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed both matches. Uh, working with Diana was a really awesome uh, experience. I unfortunately put a hole through my face during that match uh, on accident. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, I had totally had a great time working down. I certainly hope it happens again. And the match with Anthony Green skyrocketed to definitely like on my list of favorite matches I've ever had. While it was happening in the ring, I loved the energy at VXS party all the time. I love the match. Super great. I'm like, I hope we have another match. Somebody somebody booked that like part two, you know? I, I definitely agree. Like mm-hmm. I I have known of Anthony Green and I think I saw him on a B 
beyond American Rana once, but I wasn't really, I didn't really follow Evolve at the time while he was there. So it was kind of like my first time seeing him as well. So like, he was, some of his offense was really unique and you like, you brought, you brought the strong style to him. Like, I love seeing the, the hard hitting stiff strikes and at one point you like slid between his legs from behind and then kicked up into his face and I was like I've never seen that shit that was cool as fuck like you know and it's it's something little you know right. it's not like a huge move it's not something that's gonna end the match or anything but it was a nice transitional thing that that I had never seen before and I I, I appreciate that from you um so some of your influences uh I remember reading that Dynamite Kid and Chris Benoit were <coughs> big influences. And uh when I was a kid, I loved both of them. Um so what was it about those two guys that stood out to you? Well, it's pretty much the most important thing to me when I was watching was you know, for it to be believable, for it to look like a fight. And I was a kid. I'm like, yeah, I love violence. I want to see somebody get beat up. Um, <laughs> I was a kid and I loved violence. <laughs> That's fucking yeah. awesome. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, so like Chris Benoit and, you know, people like the Dynamite Kid and like mm -hmm. Fit Finley, William Regal. I mean, they'll get in there and just beat the shit out of somebody. And it was the intensity and the aggression. And I'm like, yeah, I dig that. Is there any match? from either or that really stick out to you as as like maybe it's like a match you go back to a lot to you know either entertain yourself or look at for studying or anything like that uh specifically two of Benoit's matches that I really like is him and Eddie Guerrero as Black Tiger, I believe, from New Japan. I don't think it was a Super J Cup, or maybe it was. Uh, and the other one of his matches is from the Super J Cup. I think it's 94 or 95. Mm -hmm. uh, it's actually against Gato. And it was a really freaking good match. I really enjoy that. Yeah. Back in the day, like, like if you told a New Japan, a, a new New Japan watcher that Gato and Jado were good, they'd probably laugh <laughs> at you. But they were, they were, they were very good, especially as a tag team. Yeah, but yeah, um, I'm like, I'm telling you, like that match uh, with Benoit and and Gato is really good. Like, I'll, I share it uh, sporadically, and people are always like, oh, "I've never seen it before." I'm like, "Well, you should." Yeah, because right. the match with the great Sasuke and the same thing. I, I think, yeah, that's and, when he won the cup, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the one that everyone shows. So, like you saying, the Gato match is like. You know, like, like surprising, you know? Um, so, um, my, I love Benoit too, man. And like his match at the, his ladder match with Chris Jericho sticks out in my head and the Owen Hart tribute match with Brett. Yeah. That was the one that I was going to bring up the Owen Hart tribute match. Because, because at the time, like when I was a kid, I, I gravitated towards those types of wrestlers too. And 
Brett was number one and Benoit was number two. And seeing them go at it, you know, with no strings attached yeah. for Owen, it was just really, really awesome. So, um, you incorporate uh, some, like, MMA stylings into your wrestling. Uh, and we, I saw that in CFU's Shoot to Thrill. And I had no idea about this show until I was on Twitter, uh, probably, like, hours before. And I was like, you know what? I have IWTV. I'm going to check this shit out because I like women's wrestling and I I love the blood sport style of wrestling. Uh, I, I, like, I like that kind of shit. Right. And um, a, like you were definitely one of the names on that card that stood out. And the... The final loss to Janai, I thought, was it was booked really well because her win kind of came out of nowhere. Because when you look at you and you look at Janai, uh, you're going to kill her. You know what I mean? <laughs> Especially the way you present yourself, uh, which is also another thing that I love because you come off very heelish. Right. But then and beyond, there was that dick manager or whatever and you beat the shit out of him and i thought that was cool <laughs> as fuck too but uh how was how was the shoot the thrill tournament for you you know i also didn't really know what to expect walking into that because it was their inaugural event nothing of the sort had really ever been done before or not to my knowledge at least i don't, um, I don't think i've ever seen an all women's tournament like that especially inside of a cage yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was just so many unusual aspects. They're like, put gloves on. I'm like, oh, well, all right. Um, and I had a really great time because they pretty much just were like, all right, we're unleashing both y'all into a cage. Have fun. Um, and that's what we did. We just beat the shit out of each other. I mean, if you watch the, the five rounds that B and Janai went, you know, that shit was crazy, straight up. Um, so we're having our next event coming up soon. And tune in for that yeah september 12th i believe yeah uh, uh yeah we got our we got our hands and all that we do yes because <clears throat> we like to support things that we enjoy and we <clears throat> feel is uh progressing wrestling right um uh speaking of some upcoming stuff we've got cfu on september 12th uh you'll be in that uh, we have, you're going to be in the uh, Invitational at NWA Empower. That's yeah. going to be awesome. Um, who, speaking of the Invitational, who, out of the announced names, who are you looking forward to the most in getting into the ring? Or, and who do you see uh, as most threatening? Well, the person that I'm, <clears throat> I've got my eyes set on in this invitational is Debbie Malenko. I mm -hmm. think that will be uh, something quite interesting 
And, you know, since you asked the question of who do I think it's the most threatening, well, you're talking to him right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yes. And then, uh, the actually, Debbie, the, yeah. the Debbie Malenko story, like seeing her being booked again mm -hmm. is wild. Cause, like, I was not aware of her when she was a wrestler. So I had to, like, I was like, Malenko. I should call Malenko. She related to Dean, and then I found out she's not. She was, she trained under his father, I believe, and came, and also, uh, it was either Carl Gotch or Billy Robinson or somebody like that. And like, and she got, uh, ACL injury or something. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden she's back. And like, that's, that's cool as shit to me. I, and I hope that. You get to you get to have a match with her and everything, but uh, go ahead, John. Also, um, the day that this goes up, Saturday, August twentieth, twentieth and twenty first, we've got GSW's global um, global festival, where you're in a three way match with Janai Kai and I can't see KZT KZT for the Solo Syndicate Championship. I'm That's sure you're looking title. forward to that. Well. We've got a couple of matches. Uh, we've got the first night on August 20th. It'll be myself and Del Miexo, who we've been in numerous. Uh, we've been in tag matches. We've been in six-man matches. We've been in intergender three-way matches. But we've never been in a singles match. Right. So GSW is here to change that. And that's very unfortunate for Del Mi. So I hope I she's enjoying her <laughs> last week in the gym. Uh, and, of course, the next night, we still have more to be announced and mm -hmm. that we haven't had published yet. But we do have that three-way that will be on Global Festival Night 2, myself, uh, KZT, and Janai. I think it's going to be a really cool match. Uh, yeah. Both myself and KZT competed in Bloodsport earlier this year. And hopefully Janai will uh, soon follow us to Bloodsport. Oh, Janai, I, Janai did. Uh, oh, she was there also? I believe that they were each other's opponents. Uh, you know what? You might be correct. Uh, so in that case, all three of us have uh, <laughs> competed for the sport. Well, my mistake. Uh, right. And I think it'll just be a really fantastic matchup to have the three of us in there. It's three very different, um, you know, mixed martial arts styles. Now, the Soul of Syndicate Championship, is it just, is it just, a, a woman's title because they're doing the they're doing the tournament to crown the first women's champion but you have all these women fighting for the soul of syndicate championship so is this like the woman's tv title or u.s title or whatever second secondary or like i'm trying to figure it out because all of your defensives have been against women, right? Yes, so far that would be correct. Um, but I'm here to tell you that the GSW Solo Syndicate Championship, nowhere on the belt or in the description of the belt does it say that it is a woman's exclusive belt. So, GSW, if you're listening to this, why don't you give me some of the men since none of the women can get the job done? Oh, yeah. Woo! That's what I love like to that. fucking hear. I love that. And um, this week, uh, this past Tuesday, we just got to see your AEW debut 
AEW Dark Eats been out before. I was live in the arena to see that. And when I saw you come out, I was like, oh, shit. I get to see Marshall live. I didn't think that was going to happen. I uh, got to see you. got to see Louis, Mor- uh, Louis Moriarty. got to see Main Event. Uh, some awesome local talent. And also you as well. And it was great seeing you at AEW. I was with my family. And, and I was telling them, no, y'all need to pay attention. Like, you need to watch her fight Penelope before. This is going to be amazing. And it was. Uh, so I just wanted to give you the shout out for the AEW debut. And now uh, we have a graphic on the screen that is very intriguing to me. It was interesting to me the first time I saw it. So I want you to tell me what exactly we should expect from Masha Slamovich's Borscht at the Beach. Well, I was hoping you would bring that up. Yes. Because that is going to be a doubleheader with Beyond and WWR Plus on September 19th at Patty's Beach in Rhode Island. And you should expect the beach and you should expect Borscht to be consumed on said beach while we watch um, professional wrestling that may or may not also involve Borscht. So there's just going to be lots of Borscht and sun and wrestling. So bring your sunscreen and bring some cash so you can support all of the local pro wrestlers. I will be releasing new merch that day, as well as other wrestlers who will be on the roster. Is Evgeny Malkin going to come? He loves Borscht. (laughs) I said, is Evgeny Malkin going to come? Because he loves Borscht. I also love Borscht, so gather all of your Russian friends and bring them over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, you, you live in Russia, you lived in Russia, and then you lived in New York, and then you traveled back and forth. What, um, what were like, was there any culture shock when you first came to New York, to New York, or to the motherland? Like, how was, like, how did that feel? Um, it just both felt like home, you know, I was so used to both places as a kid. It would just like always be there and there and there, um, that it all just felt kind of normal to me. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever really had it, you know, as many places as I've lived and wrestled and all such, I've never really had like a wild culture shock. If anything, it was actually pretty weird coming back to the United States from Japan earlier this year because I was just like, man, things are really fucking weird here. Yeah, no shit. And I've been living here my whole life. Nothing is made with the convenience in mind or like like being time efficient. I'm like, New York just said, I don't give a shit about anybody who lives here. And in Japan, it's like, yeah, things make sense. Everything's sensible and on time. (laughs) Yeah. Um... I had something on my mind and I can't fucking think. But since I can't think of what I was thinking about, I'm going to ask you about your match at American Rana. You and fellow Russian uh, Layla Hirsch against Jordan Grace and Kimberly, who are beyond legends, I, I would say. Um, Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I got it. I got it now. But uh, anyway, um, first off, 
have do you know Layla Hirsch? Have you known her? Um, and do you have any experience with her going into this? Because Jordan and especially Kimberly are kind of veterans now. Um, yeah, that'll be the first one. Um, yes, me and Layla do know each other, and we've, um, you know, we've run across each other in the past. We were actually in Japan together at one point, so we were hanging out over there. Um, and obviously, we ended up wrestling in a singles match at Mission Pro earlier this year, and that is on YouTube on Title Match Network, so feel free to check that out. Um, and now uh, the world is getting exactly what they kept asking for. They said, hey, they fought each other, now team them up. So Beyond said, hey, let's give the fans what they want. And now we have myself and Layla Hirsch, and I think we are more than ready to take on Kimberly and Jordan Grace. Uh, I've wrestled both of them in singles matches before. Jordan um, on Impact Wrestling in 2019 and Kimberly like three times in the month of June. <laughs> So, yeah, I think myself and Layla are more than ready for the competition. That is yeah. this Sunday. Have you uh, ha have you put any thought into a team name? <laughs> We're still working on that, and we will uh, we will make that known at American Rana this nice. Sunday. Nice. Mos Moscow Murders. Moscow Murders. Yeah, that could work. We uh, are both from Moscow, so hey. Yeah. So <laughs> what was your other question? Uh you wrestled Jody Threat recently for Beyond, correct? Yes. Yeah, that match fucking ruled. I have been uh, on the Jody Threat train since we started Armbar Audio, and I was on Instagram, much, and I yeah. saw her. We put her on like the indie spotlight thing mm -hmm. that we were doing for a little bit. <clears throat> and I'm really happy for her that she's also blowing up on the United States independence right now. She's absolutely ferocious. And that match was awesome because, you know, you're you're stout and you bring the heaviness, like the heavy hitting and the submissions and stuff. And she's just off the fucking wall. How how was how did you feel about that match? Man, me and Jody have wrestled like so many times. We wrestled at Limitless in a five way. We wrestled at Limitless in a in a <clears throat> singles. We teamed. Oh uh, no, we. We competed in a uh, tag competition up in Canada at Revolution in January of 2020, I want to say that was, actually. So we're quite familiar, and, you know, having that match at Beyond, that was super cool because we beat the shit out of each other, and we both enjoyed the match, and I'll wrestle Jody anytime, anyplace. Hell yeah. Maybe yeah. in Chicago, hopefully, because hopefully. she might... She might be the next AAW Women's Champion. Yeah. I mean, I love I love AK, but I love Jody too. So. But how how do you feel? Um, how do you feel about being recognized as one of um one of the few independent women carrying the flag right now? I, I would I would I would put you in that upper echelon. It means a lot to me because I remember what feels like not even yesterday, you know what I mean? And I, it was at some point in 2019 that I first 
walked into Beyond and I had a conversation with somebody and I was like, I want to wrestle at Beyond. And they're like, well, you've got some damn audacity. And I looked him in the face and I said, well, I'm going to fucking earn it. And I fucking did. Without a doubt in my mind, everything that I have right now, I don't deserve it or any of the sort. I earned it. Right. So for people to consider me as one of the top people carrying the women's division in independent wrestling is a great honor. And I hope to live up to everybody's expectations. And I say every day, I just go out there and do my best. And that's what I'm going to continue to do. Yes. And we hope the the best for you as well. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. The first time I saw you, I was like, this is one bad, you know, word that I don't want to say <laughs> because I have a penis, but, uh, <laughs> you know, um, so what are you most looking forward to? And like, what are your future goals? Um, you did the AW dark show. And right now I would say that, uh, or it seems to be that AW is, where a lot of wrestlers kind of would rather go than WWE, but then there's other wrestlers who are, you know, WWE was their dream, so that's where they go. Uh, you've mentioned Japan. Um, if you were to go back to Japan, where would you, where would you want to want, like wrestle for? And so, like. What are your future goals and like where would you eventually want to land, basically? Well, as you mentioned uh, about people's childhood dreams, for me personally, the world of wrestling that I imagined when I was a kid and the things that I imagined I would do um, is long dead and gone. So my goals are always changing and varying even the goals that i had when i first started wrestling are probably not the same as the ones i have now my ultimate goal is to just wrestle everywhere and be remembered and recognized as one of the best to ever do it men or women and i want to make history i want to make history repeatedly across the world in different places and i think especially now with all the cross promoting that's going on with impact aew triple a and New Japan, I think that now is the perfect time for me to be doing such things. And I think yeah. that I can do anything I put my mind to, even as ridiculous and outlandish as those goals are. So, you know, I'm, I have plans to keep traveling the world. If AEW, WWE, I don't know what's in my future, but whatever comes my way, we'll see where the road leads me. Um, your ties to Marvelous. <clears throat> If you got, when you go back to Japan, if you were approached by stardom, would the ties to Marvelous chain have any effect on your decision? My ties to Marvelous most certainly would have um, an effect on my decision. Um, at the end of the day, uh, I have a lot of history with Marvelous and it means a lot to me, not only on a professional, but on a personal level as well. And, you know, thankfully, there are, what do you say, correlations with Marvelous and Stardom, for example, uh, Takumi being in the five star. So, you know, Marvelous is more than accepting of working with me with whatever requests 
um, I have because um, unbeknownst to fans, there have been things that I've asked for that have been granted in the past match wise. So, you know, it's good to know people in different places and I'm very thankful to everybody at Marvelous. And that is where my loyalty uh, lies, but business is always open. Business is always open to get your ass whooped. Uh, So last question, questions. Who in the future would you like to get in the ring with? And what have been, you don't have to necessarily say one, but like if, if someone didn't know your, you or your work, what would you recommend them watching? So I'll just give you a top three of opponents who I'll face and we'll leave it at women. Cause if I drag the men into this, we'll just have like a top 10, but out of the women, we'll have Miko Satomura, Charlie Evans, Bia Priestley, and Jamie Hayter. Actually they're make it four. Nice. So four of them. And if somebody hasn't seen my wrestling, I would say I'll give you two matches because I can't narrow it down to one. Uh, out of the women's matches, go watch myself and Kimberly from Beyond, and out of the men's, myself and Anthony Green from BXS. Fuck yeah, fuck nice. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Hader like used the pandemic perfectly. Like she changed. She almost looks completely different. It's it's insane, and I would love to see that match. Um, Miko Satamora, that you know, she's she's one of the one of the top females of all time. Of all time, yeah. Um, so with that, uh, is there anything you want to plug? I um. I have a whole bunch of new merchandise uh, that is on sale uh, through my DMs. I have 8x10s, stickers, wristbands, cards. Uh, we have hats and lighters coming soon. Lighters! We've probably got more stuff that I can't even remember. Anyways, y'all can DM me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Messenger at Masha Slamovich. The handle is the same everywhere. Uh, obviously, I've got a pro wrestling tease. Also, Masha Slamovich for, I believe, I have five t-shirts up there. So check those out. And, of course, for all of the exclusive content and all of the fun releases, I just released a match from Marvelous that's never aired before to the American public on my Patreon. So find me there at Masha Slamovich for more. Awesome. All right. Very cool. Well, it was great talking to you today. And I hope that you beat the shit out of everyone who comes in front of you. I don't think we have to worry about that. <laughs> well, I wanted Just to my matches then. I wanted to get that CFU title. I wanted Absolutely. I wanted to retain the the Soul Syndicate title. Whatever the Invitational is giving, like what what is what is the end result of that? Yeah, is there a uh, class in the Invitational? I'm aware, and please God, let me be right about this. Um. I believe you win the cup and then you get a challenge for the title. That would make I, sense. Well, yeah. My information and I hope it is correct. <laughs> hey, you know, it's great whenever, <laughs> whenever we're not just the only ones kind of in the dark, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, 
You have the yeah. great, a great rest of your day, and uh, have a fantastic weekend. We'll be watching. Yep. Thank, Thank you, you and much, have a good day as well. Thank you.